0: Hello, 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 hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Pezza Podcast. I have just found my microphone. I actually lost it because I was, last week I was very busy filming a wedding and then nursing a little bit of a, not a hangover, because I wasn't hungover. It was more of a, didn't sleep very well and it was more of a car ride home to be honest. Yes, I went on a car. Uh, I don't know, I mean, yeah, a car, it was chucking with rain. And there was an extra seat in the car, and it means I don't have to spend money on petrol because I'm sitting in a car, and I can just wear my suit up there, it was so much... Uh, cars kind of make sense, I guess. I mean, the car was full, like, everyone was in the same car, so it, se- it seemed to be the logical thing to do, was to, uh, to do that, and if you can hear a little whirring noise in the background, can you hear that? If I go up to it, maybe you can hear it more? Maybe not, who knows? It is a 3D printer. 3D printer is on the go as always. 3D printing off something. Um, so yes, if you're listening to the Big Pezzer podcast, and thank you for listening. If you are probably a patron, I do apologise if I missed an episode, uh, which which did happen. I do apologise. I did miss an episode, but you we um, you're still ahead. Um, usually these podcasts come out a week before for the public version. So if you did want to come over to Patreon, um, there is an exclusive series now on there. Yes, I'm starting with an advertisement. I guess you could say to my patronage, um, you get an exclusive new series called 3D Printing. What? What have I 3D printed? Why have I 3D printed it? And the cost and everything like that. It's more in depth stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not I'm not a great 3D printer, but some of the stuff, eh, it's you know, some of the original designs and stuff is uh, what I'm talking about sort of thing there. Um, but yes. Uh, that's the patron. You can go check it out. You might get stuff early. You might not. Um, that's uh, that's how it goes. And as because the patronage, and quite a lot of people do actually, not a lot of people listen to the, this podcast. But the people who do listen to the podcast seem to press play, fall asleep within the first couple of minutes, and seem to listen to the whole thing. From what I can gather from my statistics, um, not a lot of people do listen to it, um, which is fine. Because the people who do listen to it are the ones who listen to the whole thing and they rather enjoy it as far as I'm concerned. So yes, on to today's subject. That's enough um, filler. Uh, But basically, yes, I have been at a wedding last weekend and I didn't get to record the podcast or I was too tired to do it. And I've been busy with out and about, lots of activities like that sort of thing. And it's been, well, summertime. It's time to ride a bike, really, not time to uh, sit at home and record podcasts well, I'm not sitting I'm I'm walking around I've got my microphone uh, attached to my shirt and I'm just walking around I'm just gonna pour myself a little cup of coffee to help me get through the next 20 minutes or so of me rambling um uh about non- nonsense basically and you guys just happen to like listening to it anyway so um like I said apologies there might be a odd podcast missed here or there um over the next coming months or so, because I have a lot of plans and trips and stuff. Um, and I will try my best, uh, but there's a good chance that there'll be one missing sometime soon-ish. Anyway, um, um, what was I talking about today? Ah, yes, as we we're approaching summer, I thought I'd talk about hot weather riding today. Now, I, I'd, I'd, hot weather... Okay, fine. In the UK, we might not—we do not have hot weather like we do in other countries. We we do get hot on the bike, um, and it's and it's purely because if we have a heat wave, it's like five degrees more than the average. So that does feel hot because we're not acclimatized to it. But I've been in hotter countries, and you do kind of get used to that acclimatized—that you do acclimatize to it. But it still gets really, really hot on the bikes, really hot. I don't I don't like the heat, I don't acclimatise to it particularly well. Um, but in the UK, if you're going out for one day's ride, it's not too bad, you're gonna get hot, but you're gonna get, oh, oh, pardon me. Uh, you're gonna get home at the end of the day and you're gonna have an okay ride. Um, and it's hot or cold or whatever. So what do I like to do? So in the UK, like I said, it doesn't really matter. I wear a textile jacket all year round pretty much. Uh, leather jackets are actually hotter. Um, they block a lot of airflow, well mine does anyway. There's no airflow on it and it's a very warm jacket and it's fine for summer evenings, not for the summer daytimes, but the summer evenings, bike nights and stuff like that. The leather jacket's the one I use because it's actually quite warm as well uh, and it's quite insulated and I actually really do enjoy that um the my day and easy uh the tempest one that i've got has got the front vents and the rear vents which is very important and that is great for all year round because opening the vents up and you just vent that's fine however that's okay for the uk what happens if you're going abroad to say like italy where it's going to be 40 degrees all the time uh leather is going to kill you i think uh in this situation but if you're in 40 degree heat, if, it, if it's above 35, I think 38 degrees, this is where you, it's a bit weird. So you have to think about it in reverse because it's like riding in a hairdryer, uh, essentially. So the best way I find to ride cool, and I know people who've taken their gear off and stuff and that's really stupid, but the best thing to do is to soak your t-shirt with water of course not orange juice that would be very smelly but just water on the shirt and um, then you put your jacket on as you normally would but close the vents I know it sounds a bit weird but if you or or open the vents sorry um, uh, but you need to have a face mask uh, sorry the neckerchief have the neckerchief on close your helmet um, close a lot of vents Keep your, the, the cuffs and everything strapped on, uh, strapped up and stuff because the air is hotter. So you're moving through like a hairdryer. Uh, you're not really gonna get any cool air coming into you. It's all gonna be hot air. And that's the only way to really do it is, is literally you soak your shirt, you, you put your jacket on and you just go. And, and you wanna keep your jacket zipped up and everything and all the vents closed because you wanna keep that shirt wet the problem is when it's, uh, it's that hot and you have the vents open, the shirt will dry out really quickly uh, within the space of an hour. It can probably dry out like bone dry. Um, I've been in countries where I went and I had a shower and then walking from the shower back to my tent, I was dry. Yeah, it, it was crazy hot, crazy hot. But that was when I was in Albania and everything was on fire and I was in like the peak of summer as well. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of don't recommend going through there at summertime. Personally for me, I'd never go again. I'd go like this time of year, because it's gonna be cold, cooler. You're gonna have uh, some rainy days and stuff, and that'd be much nicer. But yeah, that's that's my tip. Don't soak your gloves. Uh, don't soak your helmet. You're just gonna damage your helmet and your liner uh, okay, I mean you're not going to damage it, but you're going to make it bust out of shape a bit. And if you if your liner starts to go out of shape, it can get really uncomfortable on your head. So I do not recommend soaking your helmet or soaking because it's just going to dry out. It dries out so quick. It dries out so quick. Uh it's just not going to not going to be good, but you it's the the only thing you want to soaking wet is your t-shirt. Soak your soaking wet your t-shirt and off you go. Yeah, okay, it's you know, whatever, maybe if you're a female, you might not want to do it. But to be honest, I've seen them do it. Like I've I've been, I've seen, I've seen, uh, uh, two bikers, man and female, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Didn't care. No, no, nothing given. They had soaking wet t-shirts the the entire time. Uh, literally, yeah, just soaking wet t-shirts off they went. And, uh, Yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you, I'll tell you, well, basically it was, uh, I met them in, I met a couple in Albania and they were broken down. Um, The, they were both on Honda, oh, what were they on? Um, The Honda Trans Alps, but the older model, the older adventure style model, like the more rugged version. Her one wouldn't start or his one wouldn't start. One of them wouldn't start. I can't remember which one it was. It's been a long time ago. One of them wouldn't start. And I'm going to start on the button. So the battery was dead. It was 50 degrees, or 40 degrees. It was warm, really, really hot that day. And uh I said, you know, I pulled up and I said, I think, I think they were German. And I said, all right, let's let's give you a push. So I think she sat on it. Me and him pushed it took a couple of tries, but we got the bike started. We were sweating. And then they said, right, do this. And they, you know, they showed me to, you know, soak this t-shirt, do all your vents up. Uh, so you're, you keep your shirt as dry as possible. Um, keep your shirt, sorry, as wet as possible. And as long as that stays wet, you will stay relatively cool because it's your core, you know, your, your core is, is, Cold and I thought, yeah, okay, let's give that a try. It was so much more manageable doing that. It really was. It's a cheap way of doing things. Uh I've seen people with these crazy jackets where they fill like the jacket with water and you have vents. That that so it's like some sort of like a uh, radiator they're wearing. I thought, okay, it's kind of kinda of clever. Uh but yeah, that's um a bit too I think it was expensive that jacket. So uh but yeah, having uh, this cheaper option to like survive in fifty degree heats and stuff. And I, I know it probably wasn't fifty degrees, uh, you probably think but it was definitely mid forties. And at that point it's just death. Like uh I was waking up at four in the morning. Uh, packing up I mean it was light packing up my tent and everything. Be on the road about five uh and then i have to stop about one o'clock because it's it's too hot so either i'd stop somewhere for a bit and then but then you know you're doing five to one so that's a good eight hours you know and stuff like that so yeah and then i'd i'd find a campsite around one or two o'clock set up my tent and everything and then maybe have a little kip for an hour and then as it gets to like four o'clock five o'clock the temperature does start to slowly drip but it depends uh, and then, yeah some days I'd just go down to the beach for the entire day and then head back to my tent about seven eight o'clock at night have a little bit of food or something and then go to bed and then rinse and repeat basically um uh but i did, I, I i i don't know I, yeah ah oh. but that's the thing I was traveling on my own and I was able to wake up at f- you know I woke up and I was like and well, i'm awake i' just i'll just go like I don't have to wait for anyone uh, I'm pretty sure if I was traveling with people, they possibly would not be getting up at five o'clock in the morning to go. It would be like a, yeah, it would be a, a struggle with, uh, unless you're traveling someone who has the same mindset as you. Um, but yeah, I, I can't do long distance anymore with, with people. I can't, I can't do like week on trips with people now cause my style of riding and everything like that is, is no, no one has the same style of riding. Um, so yeah, just dealing with the heat is very stressful, especially if you're in a group and heat adds stress. Uh, if people are all hot, it's hot tempered, shall we say? Uh, I've definitely had a few choice words when it's been, uh, hot weather and bikes have gone wrong. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, That's how I deal with the heat or my tips anyway for dealing with extreme heat. In the UK, we don't have, we do have this problem, but it's not as apparent, you know, you will get hot on a bike and uncomfortable, but not to a point where you have like sweat just running down your back because you're just that hot. Anyway, so I hope you've enjoyed my hot weather riding tips. Helmets down, zips up, shirt wet. Um, and now onto the black book. Let me uh, find the black book. If you're new to the podcast, which you're probably not, um, but I reach into my black book, which is a diary. The diary is actually black as well. And there's sort of fun events and interesting moments at work that I've, that I've had um, over the years. And it could be something simple. Could be something not so simple. Uh. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a job. Um uh, I started a place. Uh okay, here we go. So, I started a job. Um, and I took it at short notice. And I took it at short notice. So, um I, I went in on a Friday, um, I went for the interview, it was for a management role in uh, in uh, Gatwick area, management role in a hotel and uh, he offered me the job on the spot, pretty much offered me the job on the spot and I wanted the weekend to fill it, to, I wanted a couple of days, I think it was like a Wednesday, I said I'll tell you what, let me decide over the weekend uh, but I'm ready to start and I'll, I can start Monday morning 7 a.m. if you need me. Uh, And he said, okay. He gave me a proper email, gave me the job offer and everything like that. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. Because there's a couple of other places that I was thinking about, but they were further afield. So I chose um, the, the closer, the closer job and the higher, not the higher pay, but because the pay was good and the fact that I didn't have to travel so far, uh, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll take that. I get more time to myself because I'll be travelling less. There's less money spent on petrol, maintenance, etc., etc., etc. So, anyway, um, this is where it was an interesting time because the previous manager had chucked in his notice, um, and the previous manager had chucked in his notice as in a case of give me a wage rides, give me this X, Y, and Z. And I will, um, and I won't quit basically, because it was uh, approaching Christmas time. Christmas time in the hotels is very, very busy. And uh, they needed someone to run all the Christmas parties. And that was what I was, I was events manager. So I was gonna be running all the Christmas parties. Some, And I, and I, and I, was, I looked around the place and I was like, okay, 150 people the biggest room is um, Yeah I can do this with like Minimal staff as well Because I'm going to change I've seen how you run And I was I was um, I I saved the company probably a lot of money And time Because I did it with less Straight away in the first In the first month I, It's like you, you know you ran it with like no one It's like I, I had three people what do you mean you had three Three people for a dinner for I think like 70 people and I had three waiters it's like that's that's yeah I had two waiters it was me and two waiters and like you had 70 people and it was only three of you serving it's like and I said I've got I had I basically took the, the two strongest that I could find and I said two strong staff plus me we're gonna be running but we're gonna we're gonna have more fun doing it we're gonna be busier We're going to just get it done. We're not going to think about it. We'll just get it done. And we we just did it. It was just crack on. But the previous manager, like I said, was still there. And it was... uh, uh, Oh, it was awkward. It was so awkward because he was... um, He didn't know about this. He didn't know about this at all. And he had no idea that uh, he had advertised. The guy had advertised for his position uh, he was like, I guess he's going to have to follow through with his uh, resignation now. So he accept- he basically accepted his resignation letter. So he had to follow through with it and leave. Um, but uh, I was meant to be uh, shadowing him for like uh, a couple of weeks at least, you know, because he, he had to give a month's notice. Uh, he had to give one month notice. Uh, and he was only just in his like first week, so he still had about three and a half weeks to go on his notice period. So I had to, you know, go in and shadow him. And it was, I needed training, I needed, you know, it wasn't training so much because things he did, I was like, well, I'm going to change that. But I just left everything, I didn't touch anything until he would, until he had, like, you know, until he was gone, gone. Um, but yeah, he, um, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just show you everything. We'll show you everything. We'll show you everything. Yada, 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 yada. Um, he got to, um, you know, uh, the way everything works. So how wages work, how, um, where everything is, that sort of thing. Anyway, so in the first like week, whatever, um, he was showing me a couple of things. Uh, didn't really know a lot um, and then One day, it was like two or three days in after him showing me around and stuff. So after three days of me picking up this and that, he decided to call in sick. Um, And he was sick for the remainder of his notice period. No, sorry. He came back on the last day. On the last day, he showed up. um, But I believe... I think he showed up with a stick and crutches. Like, he was there, but he was... He said, "Oh, I'm very, very sick. Oh, I've got uh, back problems and stuff." Whether or not he did or not, I don't know. I didn't hate him. I don't have any, you know, resentment for him or whatever. You know, whatever. I just got on with it. It was too busy to, to think about it. Really. Um, now, it was a big, you know, whatever, bit of a oh, bit of a shock sort of thing to the system because I was like, "Okay, it's all right. I'll get shown what to do." He's gone. Ah, great. Okay. Well, I'll just better get on with it then. Just roll my sleeves up and get on with it. Tons of mistakes I made. Holy cow, did I make a load of mistakes. I was dragged into the manager's office for paperwork errors, for all this stuff, and... They gave me a, like, a, like a pass. You know, I said, I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really, you know, I said, you know, okay, yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll try better next time and stuff. Uh, it's like, you didn't do this on this. I said, oh, do I, do? I didn't realise that. You know, I didn't realise to do that. I didn't realise to do this. I said, look, you've got no, he's left me with nothing. He left me with uh, an incomplete phone list. for the, that, that was the thing that really annoyed me. He left me with contact information for members of staff, a phone list for members of staff which was incorrect, which was um, out of date, and a lot of the numbers only had 10 digits. It's like, there are 11 numbers on a phone number. So it. I had to go, I had to start from scratch. I basically took everything and shoved it in the bin and just started from scratch. Just started from scratch, basically. I just chucked everything in the bin and started from scratch. Was a, this is gonna be much more beneficial. The amount of times, though, I'd, I'd try to call staff, because I was like, okay, I need some need some help here number doesn't exist ah nuts I had to like go through all the staff, and I don't know it was like 15 staff at that time um I had to go through and a couple of the contact information was correct and most of it was just incorrect which is really really annoying um that was yeah kind of left in it but I don't know I, I got through that Christmas by the skin of my teeth I must admit there was days where I literally ran in set up the tables and just carried on because i had only myself uh certain days it's like how many people we got 40 who's doing it me and me like you got 40 people there that's fine i can i can carry three you know so i yeah i i yeah kind of like uh Nicked uh, a member of staff from somewhere else Just to help me get the food out or something And then send them back Which I didn't like doing uh, They didn't like doing at all But Because uh, the way that uh, company worked it, It's, it's kind of like It feels like I was a, a union I was fighting like a union almost And it's like With team members With team members Because then you can do everything But uh, the way the company worked was No, you have bar, restaurant, banqueting. They're separate entities. One cannot cross over to the other. I was just like, well, that's not going to be uh, how it is going forward. I will make up my own thing and worry about balancing out the spreadsheets later. Which is what I did. And everyone was a lot happier for it. It was a lot... It was an uphill struggle. But everyone in the end was happier for it because... They ended up getting more work. They got more hours because they were cross-trained in different departments. So they could do, if someone needs to do the restaurant, they could do the restaurant. If someone could work on the bar, they could do the bar. If someone needs to have that in banqueting, they could do the banqueting. It's not really a big problem. I made it simpler, easier. I put actual like photographs up of like, this is what I want things to look like. If I tell you to do this, you look at this folder, you can see what it's meant to look like. You make that, I'll be happy. This is what I want it to be every time. You know, I just have like a set, set up, pictures and that's it. And yeah, it was so much easier once he, once he left. The, I mean, part of me was like, okay, I'm gonna have to learn fast because I've got no one here. And a part of me was like, good, he's gone. Now I can get on with it sort of thing. Oh, what a nightmare. Anyway, um, yeah, started a job as a manager, received zero training at this place, pretty much and just got on with it, what a nightmare that day was, that week was, um, the day he called sick as well, it was like a 16 hour, uh, it's like a 16 hour day for me as well, because I had to cover the other side as well, oh, that was, uh, that was good times, good times, anyway, hope you've enjoyed, uh, the Big PESA podcast, only a short one, I guess you could say, 20 odd minutes or so, um, yeah, look forward to more coming soon. I will um, try to keep these podcasts coming out on a regular basis. But like I say, I'm going away on some trips soon. But hopefully it means more camping videos on the Patreon and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This has been the Big Pezza Podcast. I've been your host, Big Pezza. Goodbye.